0: Good morning God's wonderful people. Here we are at the beginning of a new day, an opportunity to give our thanks again for a blessed day and a blessed morning. There's a particular saying that we have amongst ourselves and it says familiarity breeds disrespect. But there's one relationship that we must never allow to deteriorate to that point of familiarity. This relationship must guard it with our day life and never allow ourselves to become familiar. Our relationship with God must never find itself in the arena of familiarity because God is always superior to you no matter how much he allows you to enjoy his presence and his person you must never allow yourself to feel and think that you're familiar with him because you're always going to be God's subordinate we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. continue our study today that is our analysis of the letter valve in our last episode we began that analysis and today we conclude on that analysis there's so much to learn from the letter valve so much to cipher through and you know receive so many truths to unfold but however we are not in the business of really digging into the valve as such we want to see The Vav in its relationship to the word that we are understudying right now, that is the word demute. So our consideration of the Vav is within the context of demute. And so we have not exhausted our analysis of the Vav. And so on another occasion, we may bring out other aspects of the Vav. But for now, we are bringing out the basic truths as it relates to its use in the word demute. So we continue analysis today of the Vav, and we are going to be looking at the additional features of the Vav. That is how it is used in Psalm 119, and also we're going to look at the the other words that it's connected to in in, in the Scriptures. So let's go at it. Psalm 119, the section that relates to the Vav is in verse 41 to verse 48. And a refresher for those who are just joining this podcast, Psalm 119 is a very unique psalm. It is comprised of 176 verses, which is further divided into 22 sections, with 8 verses in each section. Now, each of the 22 sections focuses on a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, with each verse beginning with a a focus letter. So, each of those verses of those sections begin with a focus letter. So, each of the sections focuses on a letter. And each line in that section begins with that letter. For example, the first section begins with verse, at verse 1 and ends at verse 8. In this first section, it focuses on the letter Aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew Aleph Beit. Each of the verses in this section begins with an Aleph. So each of the words used in this section that begins with an Aleph will teach us about that letter. And this is a unique way that David chose. To teach about each of the letters of the alphabet. Now the section that relates to the Vav is from verse 41 to verse 48 so let's take a look at this section that relates to the Vav. The eight words of the Vav in this section or the eight words that begin with the Vav in this section I'm going to go through them and highlight some things that they share or that they show alright so the word the first one in the first line or the first verse it's the other words translated, let come also unto me. Literally, that word would translate, and let come to me. The second one is found in verse 42, and it says, it is translated, so shall I answer. So it literally translates, and answer. Next is in um, verse 43, and not removed. That's the literal translation. It's translated there, and take not. In verse 44, it's the words, so shall I keep. In verse 45, it's the words, and I shall walk. In verse 46, it's, I shall speak also. And in verse 47, it's, and I will delight myself. The translation in verse 48 that relates to the word, with begin with the vav, is my hand also will I lift up. What we must remember though, is that the vav in the scriptures is, it is used to mean and. So it means that each of these lines begin with and. So it therefore means that each of the words that the verb appears at the beginning of is connecting with something else or another word in this statement. But however, the first thing that stands out in this section is the fact that each word has an aleph in it. And the aleph comes right after the verb. The only word that doesn't have an aleph in this position but still has an aleph is the first one that says, let come also unto me. There, the connection is with the mercies of God. And so the aleph does not appear right next to the vav, but it appears it is a third to last letter in that word. Now, my friends, as you go through each of these words, you'll see that showing forth where every single word, right after the vav, you have an aleph. The vav is man and the aleph is God. Therefore, I believe the message here is clear. It is man connecting with God. So here, David, in how he's using the Vav here, is bringing out and showing forth this reality of the Vav, that the Vav is man connecting with God. God connecting with man. It's man and God in connection. But also there's the subtle message here that is coming forth. And I want to look at that also. So the Vav is man connecting with God. The vav beginning at the beginning of these words connect with another word, just like I said before. So it connects with another word in that line. So let's look at what the vav is connecting these words with. In verse 1, or the first verse, the connection here is with the mercy and salvation of God according to his word. So what is connecting there in the first verse is Jehovah's mercies and salvation. In the second verse, the connection is with Jehovah's word. What is the statement that is used there? The verse says, So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. So the connection here is with Jehovah's word. In the third verse, Jehovah, it is a connection with Jehovah's word of truth and judgments. In the fourth verse, it is with Jehovah's law. In the fifth verse, the connection is, is with Jehovah's precepts. In the sixth verse, it is the connection with Jehovah's testimonies. In the seventh verse, it, the connection is with Jehovah's commandments. And in the eighth verse, the connection is with Jehovah's commandments and statutes. These are the means by which we connect with God. What David outlined in this section are the means by which we connect with God. Let us look at some of these terms to understand what they are and see how we can use these to connect with God and how we connect with God through these. The word judgments, Jehovah's judgments are his opinion on a matter. The term judgment, it means a formal utterance of an authoritative opinion. So when we talk about Jehovah's judgments, we are talking about his opinion on a matter. God's opinion is important. And when you are faced with situations, it's important to get God's opinion. What is God's opinion on this matter? Get that, and you'll never make a mistake. The next one is Jehovah's law. The law. Jehovah's law is his prescribed rule of conduct or action. The word law, it means a rule of conduct or action prescribed or formally recognized as a binding or enforced by a controlling authority. So that's God's law. Whatever he prescribed as a rule of conduct and action. Jehovah's precepts are his commandments to his people. Jehovah's precepts are his commands to his people. The term Precepts, it means a command or a principle intended, especially as a general rule of action. It is an order issued by legally constituted authority to a subordinate official. This word is synonymous with law. Here again, let's look at the word testimonies. Jehovah's testimonies are the signs he has given as authentication of himself and his actions or his acts. For example, the tablets of the commandments, the Mosaic commandments that were given to Moses. Or the Ark of the Covenant, which contains the tablets and Aaron's rod. Those are testimonies of the Lord. A testimony is a divine decree attested to in Scripture. It also is a 1st and authentication of a fact. That's a testimony. It is also an outward sign. That's what a testimony is. Next one, Yehovah's commandments are his commands or his orders given. They are the orders of God given when God gives his order. Because a commandment is an order given. My friends, we connect with God through his mercies and salvation, through his word and judgments, through his laws, through his precepts, through his testimonies, through his commandments, and through his statutes. That is how we connect with God. We connect with God by these. So therefore, we can say, your friends, that we connect with God as a matter of choice. It is an intentional action that we have to perform. We have to decide that I want this, that I want to do this, that I want to connect with God. And we do this by abiding and sticking to and living by his commandments, his precepts, his statutes, his judgments and his laws, his word. We do this by connecting with his word and living his word and being and becoming his word. That's how we connect with God. Let us look at the connections of this letter Vav. What other word or other letters does the Vav connect with? An Hebrew letter will connect to other Hebrew letters or words, either through its form, its gematria, or its position in the aleph bait. Some of these connections are easier seen than others, which may require a deeper study. Through the gematria of its name, the Vav connects to the word b. It's, a, it's spelled with a Beit and a Yud. So through its gematria, this word, this letter vav connects with the word b. Let's see how that happens. The name of the letter vav is spelled with a vav and a vav, two vavs. Now a vav is valued six, so two vavs would value twelve. So this gives a gematria of twelve. It is made, uh, twelve is made of two and ten, and so this number two and ten will link back to other Hebrew letters. So the two link back to the bet, and the ten links back to the yod. Bates and Yud gives us the word be. This word teaches us that our connection with God is not a peer-to-peer connection. It's not a peer-to-peer relationship, but rather a relationship of a subordinate to a superior. That is what this connection shows us and teaches us. Let's see how this plays out. Be is a word which means please or excuse me, Sir. Or it means with your permission. It is a word that is used in a discourse where someone is politely asking or making a request. So it's a polite way to make a request. Please, excuse me, sir, or with your permission. It is always used with the phrase, my Lord. So in the Bible, you'll see a phrase such as, oh, my Lord. For example, in Exodus chapter 4 verse 10, it says, And Moses said unto Jehovah, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither eartofor, ear nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Here we see Moses speaking with God and he uses this word, O oh my Lord. So that that word O oh, is the word Be. So he's making a polite request as a subordinate to a superior who is Jehovah. So it's a subordinate and inferior making a request to a superior. One who is subject to a master making a request to his master. In Numbers chapter 12 and verse 11, we see Aaron speaking with Moses. Moses is the leader. He is above Aaron in the hierarchy of leadership. And so Aaron is speaking with Moses and he said to Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us wherein we have done foolishly and wherein we have sinned. Here we see Aaron giving that acknowledgement to Moses as being his superior. And so he speaks with this word, this polite expression, Alas, my Lord. In 1 Kings, we see this happening again, where these two mothers had their babies and one died and the other lived, and they switched the one whose child died, switched her child with the one who had a living child, took the living child and leave, left her dead child in that mother's bed. So they came before Solomon, and here is this woman speaking with Solomon. Here's what she says. She says, And the woman, and the one woman said, oh my Lord, I am this woman I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. So here she acknowledged Solomon as a super, as her superior because he's a king. She's a subject in the kingdom. So she used the expression in addressing him. This word be, it is teaching us that the vav, the connection of God and man is not a peer-to-peer connection, but rather a superior to a subordinate connection. The relationship we have with God is not one of a brother to a brother or a man to a man. That is why when God speaks of his relationship with Moses, he says his relationship with Moses is as with no other man because Moses spoke with him face to face as a man to a man. That is why that is highlighted because our relationship with God is not a peer-to-peer relationship. Here, my friends, this word be, it, it is used in an address or in a polite address for superior, implying one submission to that superior. When you are speaking with God, always remember you are speaking with someone who is superior to you. Let us remember, my friends, that though God chose to receive us as friend, we are still subordinate to him and he is superior to us. He chose to call us friend. He chose to make us his friend. He chose to have that relationship with us. Let's respect and reverence him nonetheless as our superior. We must always remain in fear of God, always reverencing him in all things. In Job 28 and verse 28, it says, And unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. In Psalm 111 and verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding of all they that do his commandments. His praise, endure it forever. My friends, take a look at what Solomon has to say about the fear of the Lord, because maybe this will drive it home for you. In verse, in cha- verse 7 of chapter 1, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In chapter 8, 13, he said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Chapter 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Chapter 10, verse 27, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the, but ye, the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Chapter 14, verse 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Chapter 14, 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Chapter 15, verse 16. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Chapter 15, verse 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Chapter 16, verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Chapter 19, verse 23, the fear of the Lord tendereth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Chapter 22, verse 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Chapter 23, verse 17, let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Every day of your life, fear God. Every day of your life and in all things, reverence God and reverence his presence because there's no better way to access life. There's no other way to access life and prolong days and all the blessings of life without the fear of God. There's no other way to do it, my friends. We must fear God. The valve teaches us that. Because sometimes when I hear about your connection with God, and as I teach about the connection with God and how you connect with God and the blessings that come with it and the privileges that come with it, how demons are subjected unto you because of your connection with God, how nothing in this life has dominion over you because of your connection with God. This, my friends, sometimes may lead us to think that we are peers with God. Let us remember that in spite of the authority God has given to us, in spite of the authority God has availed to us, let's remember that we are still inferior to God. We are the sheep of his pasture. This leads me to highlight to you here, my friends, the other letter that the Vav connects with in its gematria of 12. The 12th letter of the Aleph Beth is Lamed. Lamed is the shepherd the leader. Lamed is the teacher. Pointing back to God as our leader and our shepherd. He is our shepherd. We are his sheep. We are his sheep. You will never be quabs or peer with God. You'll never be his equal. Always remember that it's a privilege that we have in this connection, in this relationship with God. God wants to talk to him, reason with him as man to man. But let's not do it and become familiar and think that he's our peer. God is the Almighty One. He is El Shaddai. He is Yehovah. Let's never forget that we are his people and the sheep of his pastor and he is our shepherd. all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the year, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Like David, my friends, let's acknowledge this fact, that even though God has bestowed such an honor and glory upon us, in giving us dominion over all the earth and to be the gateway into this realm. Let's remember that God is still our superior and we are nothing without Him. Absent God, we are nothing. Though we are connected to Him, let's remember that this connection is not about us, it's about Him. It's not about us being grand or like Him. This likeness we share with God doesn't make us equal with God. My friends, let's keep that in mind as I share this truth with you, because at times we can't be drawn astray by certain truth if you don't pay attention. Father, we give you thanks today for your goodness, your loving mercies. Keep us ever mindful, O God, of our position with you and even, Lord, of our place with you. Let us never be, 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 become familiar, O God, with, with you in our relationship with you, but let's always relate to you as our God, our Lord, and our Master. Let your spirit guide us always in remaining submissive and reverent to your presence. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you and I do too. Shalom.